I'm Danielle Critchley. And I'm Stella Bergen. And welcome to the Stella Fit Podcast. So as you know, Danielle, I was um, out of town a week ago and had gone to Nashville for my 35th gulp high school reunion. And I had the most amazing weekend. First of all, I, um, I am really, really, really love the women who are in my class. Like I... I, I just, it's a weird thing, right? Because school, so much is dependent on the people who are in your certain class. And I just have the most amazing women. They are, it's, there was just this great community, that feeling in my reunion. So anyway, I have to give a shout out to the wonderful women who are in my class. They had asked me to do this workshop on how to maximize your potential in your 50s and beyond. And despite the fact that a lot of them had been, we had all been out together the night before till late, they showed up. That's awesome. (laughs) I was so excited. I was driving over to my high school. My high school has this beautiful health and wellness center. I mean, it is beautiful. Wow. And I got to teach in one of the fitness rooms in the health and wellness center. I was driving over there and I thought like, oh my God, no one's going to show up for this. But they did. Everyone who signed up, except maybe one person showed up and a couple people who hadn't signed up showed up. Oh, fantastic. It was great. But um, you helped me with the PowerPoint and you make me look really good. I totally appreciate it. But um, you had said we should do this as a Absolutely. It was super interesting. I enjoyed doing that. Yeah, so here we are. And, you know, I know if you've listened, especially to last week's on, you know, my five tenants and like, where do you start? It's not that different. There are just a few things when you hit your 50s um, that you might want to pay a little bit more particular attention to. And um, I'm going to kind of smush this into four categories, even though everyone knows I have five tenants of health. You can always just stick to those and you'll you'll be pretty good. But I just for the when you hit your 50s and beyond, I'm going to kind of smush them into four and just focus on the particulars that. Okay that really pertain to, um, you know, for, for us women, it's kind of like perimenopause and you get in the menopause years. And, and for the men, you see the same, you see the same really body transformations in the men. You often see their bodies become softer. They become, they get a, you know, for men, they call it a spare tire. I've heard for women called a menopot, <laughs> you know, but it's the same thing, right? right, right. I mean, the, I have a menopot. Yeah, and the men, um, you know, I mean, the, the men are not spared from right. what we see as the downsides of aging, but you can certainly slow the clock back. I know a lot of people just feel like it's in their genes or whatever they, it's not right. Like really we know from epigenetics that you, you can control the expression of certain genes. You have power over what genes are going to be expressed right through your lifestyle, the way you choose how to live your lifestyle and through lifestyle factors and through your healthy habits. So um, I just encourage everyone to really, really pay attention to their healthy habits and what they're doing and just continue on this path of making some small changes. So we're going to go over, we're going to put them into eat, move, managing your stress and staying connected. So those are our four categories. Those are our four today. And and I'm going to try to just give you guys a few tips, things to play around with. And remember, as I always say, 
everyone's body is different. Right. Everyone responds differently. And I know what works for me may not work for Danielle, may not work for my 80 year old mother, may not work for my 19 year old daughter. Right. Like, but, but you can give some guidelines and have people play around. And at the end of the day, if you want to make a change, right, you need to really kind of understand what, like what's in it for you, right? why you're making this change, why it's important to you. You kind of need to deal with those factors first. You can't, if you're just walking around like, I want to eat better. I mean, like most likely you're just not going to eat better, right? Like, but if you can say to yourself, um, I really want to take care of my health long-term. I really want to try to prevent getting diabetes, prevent getting heart disease. I really want to reduce my inflammation. I want to be an athlete for as long as I can. Like if you can get in touch with the reasons, the why or the what's in it for you, you have a greater likelihood of being able to make a change and sustain that change. Let's do a podcast on okay, that. We'll do that. Because that is actually a really interesting area I'd like to explore. It is. And that really gets into my background at Ernst & Young and my executive coaching, but we can pull that into, into healthy mm-hmm. habit change. All right. Okay. But let's move So eating, you really want to pay particular attention to your nutrition at this time. It is really, really important. I think we talked about this before, but I notice when I get off of my healthy habits and I would say for my healthy habits, I kind of am always at this 80, 20. I, I have really, I've done that whole 30 so many times I've kind of figured out what my body needs and I have been able to just try to maintain everything I want to maintain with kind of an 80, 20 rule. So 80% of the time I'm great on my healthy habits. Right. And, but you guys have to, if you really want to make some changes and learn what is inflammatory towards you, you, you have to do a better than 80, 80% of the time. Like you really have to eliminate things to figure it out. Yeah. Oh, I'd say you look amazing and you're already there. Like you're in a maintaining stage yeah. versus a change stage. Right. But I, there's still things like I still have not figured out this arthritis thing except so I know like I have it's inflammation right Right. I've got bone spurs I'm like a I'm like I feel like I have bone spurs popping up every day (laughs) I mean so I can feel the bone spurs actually in my toe and my arm but in my hand but one of my um classmates actually just sent me this it's really an herbal blend that she said had gotten rid or almost gotten rid of her arthritis. So of course I'm trying it. Nice. I'll let you know. Okay. Next week. Okay. <laughs> so really you want to pay particular attention to your nutrition. It's all about balancing your blood sugar, your insulin right now, especially if you're in perimenopause, menopause, you really want to reduce your refined carbohydrates. I mean, just the white pasta, unless you know it's not causing you problems or you know what, eliminate it, see if you get better. And then quite frankly, you can add it back 80% of the time. Every, you know, eat, you can have some pasta once a week or twice a month or whatever, but you have to figure that out first. eliminate the refined carbs, see if you get a positive response. Um, And if you can't eliminate them, just reduce your refined carbs as much as you can. Your white food, you really want to try to eliminate it. Unless it's fish. White fish is good. White fish is fine. No, your white flour, white sugar, white... um, Potatoes. White potatoes, uh, your rices, your... um, And then if you can figure out if you feel better... Um, you really want to kind of monitor your grain. So the menopot, there is some theory that 
after you're 50, you, you really don't break down grains as well. So I would play around with it. For me, I can, I'm, I can tolerate grains. I just, I do better if I try to stick to the no wheat, sugar, dairy, at least. Right. So you're talking more like oatmeal and like granola yeah, kind yeah, of thing. It's fine. I mean, I just don't eat it all the time. Right. I eat Bob's Red Mill Muesli, which has, I mean, it, it has all kinds of, it's got oats and rye and whatever. I mean, it's a big mix. It's no sugar. It's got some raisins and dates and whatever in it. And it's gluten-free and it's non-GMO, right? Bob's Red Mill doesn't do GMO, but um, I often have that in the morning with um, with cashew yogurt or coconut yogurt and berries and stuff. That's one of my go-tos is super filling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you just have to play around with it. I, If you really think you have a lot of inflammation, I would eliminate wheat, sugar, and dairy at the minimum, right? right? And just do it for... Try to do it for at least 21 days. If you can do it for a good month, even better. And then you can just slowly add it back in. If you're going to eliminate calcium, uh, dairy, and that's your primary source of calcium, you know, your lots of leafy greens, your nuts, your seeds, right. sardines. There are other ways to get if you're eating I'm laughing anchovies, at the hairy fish. <laughs> anchovies and sardines. Yes. You have to eat a lot of Caesar salad with anchovies on the side. But um, no, there are other ways to get to main, you know, keep your calcium up. I drink my green smoothie every day. I kind of rely on that. And right. I eat lots of nuts and seeds. So um, and also your cashew yogurt. These other right. nut actually, yogurts have Calcium not that hard. It's not that hard. You milk, just have to coconut be, milk, you know, yeah. all that sort of thing. Right. You just have to be mindful almond of Almond milk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so then you want to just stick to really good quality fats. The only fats I really eat in terms of oils are grass fed butter, ghee, grass fed right. ghee, yeah. um, olive oil. Mm hmm avocado oil mm-hmm. and coconut oil. I mean, that's pretty much it. That's all I buy in my house. I, we do not buy, I actually do have like some other nut oils. I have sesame oil cause I'll do right, certain, stuff. I use certain it. Recipes yeah, that really adds to the taste. Adds to the flavor. Those right. are fine too. Any of the nut, like the walnut oil, that's right. fine. I know a lot of people use it for salad dressing and, but you don't want to use any of the refined oils. They're inflammatory. Like any way you slice it, you just, um, you want to try to get rid of those. And and then back to just eating lots and lots of plants. You really want to focus on your micronutrients and the color and variety. Eat lots and lots of fruits and vegetables. So um, I know for me, I try to, I do my green smoothie and just try to start my day with as many plants as I can. And then it kind of gives you a buffer. Right. <laughs> so you've got, you know, some wiggle room. Like if you've not eaten a plant all day and it's, you know, six o'clock and you're, you've not had any plants, right? I mean, you can't really make up for it. You start, start off lot. strong. Start off strong. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So number two uh, is just a moving. So really, in your 50s, for most people, you want to exercise to enhance your daily life. So I think we talked about this before, but um, we have a friend who is one of the head neuro- neurologists, neurosurgeons at Stanford. And 
um, I believe you were in the workshop with him. It wasn't, it was a, yeah, it wasn't a workshop, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was an Alzheimer's uh, luncheon. An Alzheimer's luncheon. And someone raised their hand and said, what are the top three things I can do to prevent Alzheimer's? And what was Frank Longo's answer? Move. Move and move. Yeah. So really exercise is not only it's great for your body, it's great for your brain. It moves, pushes fluid and blood increases your blood flow. It's heart healthy. You know, you want to exercise. If you're not moving, you've got to get up and move. You just, it's really about how active you are all day long. So I know we were talking about this, you know, I know so many people like my hip hurts, my this hurts, my that hurts. Well, even if you don't want to believe it, we sit so much more. Oh, absolutely. Than we think we sit, right? Or than past generations. Yes. I mean, I don't even like to sit. And, you know, I was telling Danielle before this that um, I can sit, I can come home on Friday. Friday afternoon, I usually have some time in between clients. I try to just go through all my email, try to get as much done so I don't have to do as much on the weekend administrative work for my business. And I'm amazed. I can sit there for four hours straight working on my computer without ever getting up. And my I, my Apple Watch is going nuts. It's telling me to breathe. It's telling me I hate that, that I'm not. I'm like, I'm, I'm breathing. I've not met my activity goal. It's like, get up and move. Yeah. You need to stand. Okay. You know? We need to try doing a podcast standing and see how that goes. Yes, but... Uh, <laughs> But I'm, you know, I'm actually surprised. I think it's because the computer is stimulating. It's very addictive. And and because I feel like I'm getting all this stuff done. Well, even you have when to I'm get not. it done, right? Yeah. It's there. It's it's not going to go away on its own. Yeah. So, so um, we really want to, to be as active as we can, even if it means setting a timer on your phone. We've talked about most of this before. Setting a timer on your watch, on your phone, on your computer to remind you to get up and move, even if that just means get, pick an exercise a day. So my exercise today is going to be jumping jacks. So every time my watch goes off, I'm going to do 50 jumping jacks and then sit back down. It's going to take you how long to do 50 jumping jacks? Less than probably a minute. So 50 jumping jacks, sit back down in an hour, 50 jumping jacks, pick one exercise a day. I'm going to pick squats today. I'm going to pick push-ups one day. And just do that exercise every time your 45 minutes goes up if you have a desk job. Who cares what your fellow employees think? After a while, they're going to start doing it too. I can't wait. Send us videos. Yeah, one <laughs> exercise. Pick one Forget exercise today. Pick one, yeah, just pick one at the beginning yeah. of the day. So the thing you really want to think about with your, so be active, right? right. But within that, you, you also want to maintain your balance, stability, mobility, and strength. So obviously being active is mobility, but... Um, you know, single leg squats are just a great way to maintain your balance, stability and strength and some mobility. We want to maintain our hip strength, our glute strength, because we're sitting on our tushy. They have that term tech tushy, right? Right. Tech We've butt, about that tech before, tush, yeah. tech whatever. But um, even sometimes you're standing around chopping vegetables. You can chop vegetables and just stand on one leg, sit back into your hip, stand back up, do 10 on each leg, take a break, 10 more, take a break. Some of this you can just build in. If you'll start to build it, build it into your daily routine, then you don't have to book out an hour to exercise. Um, 
doing a push-up challenge, we've talked about that. Push-ups are great for strength, stability. Right. Um, anyway, so, but you do want to have a have no. a variety of exercises if you can. You know, yoga is great. Um, you want to do some resistance training and weight bearing for your bone health. I, we've been doing 40 jumps a day in our class because, yep. you know, if you're running, that's great. But if you're not and you can do that 40 jumps a day, it's great just to maintain your bone health. But um, just if it at the baseline, be more active, set an activity goal. It does not have to be going to CrossFit or anything else. It can just be getting out and taking a 20 minute walk once a day and hopefully that would increase to maybe twice a day yeah well no i totally agree with you so i i getting stiff in the morning so Mm -hmm. and i have that sonic toothbrush that i don't know if anybody else has it you brush your teeth seems like forever Uh it just keeps going and going and so now i i'm doing sort of bend bending over and doing stretches well i'm brushing my teeth which does wake you up it requires actually quite a bit of coordination but now it's a habit yeah. And now I have to do it in the mornings when I right. brush my teeth. So, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Like I always go back to um, I bet it was for a year and a half. I kept telling myself that I really wanted to start drinking lemon water in the morning because I'd heard all these great benefits. And I had also had um, there just were times I got migraine, I think, from being dehydrated, from drinking coffee first and not oh, drinking water. And then I would go for a run, exercise, and just not be drinking enough water. And so what I found is if I drank my warm lemon water first, I was hydrating before I was dehydrating. But, um, oh, my gosh, for the longest time, I kept telling myself, but I was just in that habit of I get up super early and I look so forward to my coffee. Right. And it's so funny. It took me I finally figured out if I stuck the lemon in front of my coffee maker, I put the mug and the lemon and the knife the night before I went to bed one night. And there it was when I woke up sitting in front of my coffee maker and I finally made the switch. Well, now I can't imagine like I, I'm so wacky. I pack the lemons when I travel <laughs> to make sure that, you know, because most hotels have coffee makers or you can easy, have easy access to right. coffee. But I pack I pack my lemons because I want to make sure I have my lemon water now. But it, it actually took it was had to been a year and a half, like to the point I was like, this is stupid. But I finally put the lemon in front of. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's those little habits yeah, that you so, get into. So, you know what? Stick the, the sticky notes work. People don't think it does, but the sticky notes work. Stick the sticky notes on your computer. Stick them on your bathroom window to remind you to do your, you know, what what is it? Rise, pee, meditate. Just take your sticky notepad and stick them in the places that it's going to get you to force you into that habit change, right? And And like I said, I mean, one small habit, just changing that habit to the lemon water for me has made all the difference for me. I think I it's, am going to try that. Put the lemon in front of the coffee maker before you go to bed. Okay. All right. So managing your stress. stress. Um, we were also talking about this before, but we are the sandwich generation. Isn't that what they call us? Because we're sandwiched in between our teenagers and our aging parents. You we know. are, yeah, and we are talking about how um, we are also this small generation Gen X because we've got the baby boomers, a massive generation yeah. in front of, like, 
before us. Um, and then we've got the millennials coming up, another massive, strong generation coming up behind us. And we're, we're sort of wedged this in. It's like wedged Gen X, in. Gen Z, right? Or kind of wedged in. We have Gen X and Gen Z. Gen Z is after the millennials, oh, I they think. Are? I thought it was Gen X, Gen Z, then millennials. But oh, anyway. Well, somebody will have to set us straight. We should look into that. We are Gen X. We know that. <laughs> yes, so, we are. And you know what? It is just, I mean, you know, I basically, I have really four teenagers. I have a 12 and a half year old, but she feels like a teenager because she's the fourth of four kids. Oh, so yeah. She's 20 plus, tween mm-hmm. plus. Yeah. But, you know, I, I have three teenagers, a 12 and a half year old. And my parents are 80 and 88 and, and my parents are going through their own changes and, and it's very emotional and, and tough. And, um, you know, they're trying to figure out whether they should go to a retirement home or how much longer they can stay in their home. And, um, I, you know, I, I am feeling that sandwich, you know, in between like a lot of teenagers and my aging parents. And I really had the most amazing parents on the planet. I mean, so they are not, um, they definitely aren't, you know, super demanding or anyway, anything. And I still feel it. It's very emotional. You know, it's, it's stressful. And it's also a lot of people at our generation for some reason, oh, I know why. It's because we wanted to have our careers. Mm-hmm. Most of us, or a lot of us, waited to have their kids. And my mom had me when she was, I think, 23 or 24. She just finished right. college. and But I didn't have my daughter until I, well, I was 36 when she was born. Yeah. And so it's a very different dynamic because, you know, in our parents' generation, we were all gone. We'd gone through college and we're working on our own before they, the parents started to really require a lot of attention. And right. we have it all at the same time. Yeah, I know. Actually, I my youngest, who's 12 and a half, she is very aware that her mom is much older than her friend's moms because she's the youngest of four. And right. so many of her friends are the oldest in their oh, family. Yeah. So, you know, their moms are a good 10 plus years younger than I am. And um, the other day she told me that she wanted to be married and have children before 25 because she didn't want any of her kids to have an old mom. Oh, no. An old parent. I know. <laughs> and you I look know. so amazing. I, I just I know. She, she's lucky she doesn't but have right, some like, of us. <laughs> the interesting thing to yeah. me is how, like, that could influence her, right? I mean, she's in sixth grade, so yeah, she may decide she didn't want to have children, right? Or blah, blah, blah. Life throws you all kinds of curveballs. But it just was interesting to hear her talking about it because she's well aware she's in middle school and that is one way she's different. And it may not bother her anymore once she's in high school or college, but right now, that is very apparent to her. And I asked her, I said, well, do I seem that much older? She's like, no, but I know how old you are. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, it's a pendulum, right? Is that, uh-huh. you know, we, you know, from our parents' yeah, generation then to we ours. Shift. We you wonder if right? it'll shift and back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you wonder. It'd be interesting. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's just even that much more important. So also remember, cortisol is a hormone. Like we are, you maximizing your potential in your 50s is all about balancing your hormones right so you can help balance your hormones through the way you eat 
obviously through exercise, but also sleep is essential. We've talked about sleep ad nauseum. Sleep is essential. Sleep is the glue that holds everything together, right? Like you, you cannot skimp on sleep and just, um, learning how to, to meditatively breathe using that time, doing something that just, whether it's putting on your, your earphones, your iPod, your AirPods, your earbuds, whatever they are, and just listening to some relaxing music. There are all kinds of ways. For some people, it's just setting aside a little bit of time to read their book each day. Oh, There's, that's a great right? one. I mean, I read my book the same four pages before bed every night. Yeah. I mean, it puts me to sleep because, you know, I forget. I was looking just quickly here. I have this great app called Headspace. Headspace is Which is excellent. Awesome. I like yeah, it a lot. Headspace. And there's another one, Calm. C-A-L-M. Oh, yeah. Yes. There are, there are some great, great tools out there to help remind you to meditate. Quite frankly, Deepak Chopra and Oprah always have these phenomenal. They're usually like 20 something days meditations. They're all short. You can sign on for free and they send you one in your inbox every day. And who wouldn't want to listen to Oprah or Deepak? That's calming in and of itself. There you right? go. But there's so many tools. If you can't do it on your own, I really encourage you to like use the app on your iPhone. I mean, your Apple watch, if you have one or your iPhone, um, use the tools. They're there to help us really. I mean, there's some great people creating some great tools to try to help us manage our stress, going for a walk, being out in nature, huge, huge, huge. Yeah. And it also takes you to our, your final and fourth point is, is being connected, being connected because nothing, it, I look forward to going for coffee with my friends or going for a walk and yes. even being able to vent about stuff. Yes. Get out in nature with your friends. Yeah. If you want to feel connected, you know what, get involved in, the, in your community. Next time you travel to your hometown, reach out to that person that knew you when you were young. You know what? It's so much fun. Like, you know, going back to my reunion, I mean, there were things I had forgotten that I that we had done, like driving all night to go to Fort Lauderdale. Like, you know, we just I never we were laughing so hard and just um just it helps you remember things that you've forgotten. Just reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a long time. You know, reconnect. It's just a, such a good feeling. Um, other things. Not just, just on Facebook. We're talking no, actually use the well, phone or Zoom or, or use Facebook to say, "Hey, I'm going to be in town." Okay, yeah, but I meant like yeah, and it's not and, just a like. It's actually right. make a connection. Yeah, I love like my closest friend, closest childhood friend in Nashville. Um, love her so much and she lives not that far from my parents but she and I, I try to get together with her every time I go home and we went for a six mile hike I mean I could just like I, I could spend hours and hours with her like it's just those people that knew you when you were young and um, I don't know I just I love going home and connecting with my old friends um, 
It just it really like it fills my bucket and fills my yeah. soul really. No, it, I get it, right? It yeah, it grounds you. It, it does, you know, you know, brings back where your roots are and what you came from. Versus right. you've made all these changes and had different careers and moved across the country. Right, and some people aren't like they really. I know a lot of people feel like some people move away from home to get away from home, and that I totally get that. Not everyone has that warm and fuzzy feeling when they go home, and that's okay too. You just, there's certainly don't have to connect with the people you grew up with but um but you know what make some time if you can't do it during the week um but make some time to to connect with go for a hike on the weekend go just go for a walk walk i mean you know what instead of meeting for a cocktail Pack your exercise clothes and go meet someone for a walk after work. It just, just connecting in and of itself. No phones. It it just is soulful. It's mm-hmm. soul filling, right? It really is. It's bucket filling, as they say, for our children. Um, take a class, right? We have this. I don't know um, if you guys are local or if you're not local. There's a place in Santa Cruz called 1440 Multiversity. Check it out. Even if you're not local, they have some of the most amazing people coming in and doing workshops. You can go for a day, a weekend, check out their list of offerings. Um, Last time I did a weekend workshop, I did the T. Colin Campbell, the China study, the Mm -hmm. guy who wrote this China study. And I mean, there were people from all over the country. There were everywhere. So um, take a class. 1440 is great because you can take, you can do these workshops, but it also is very spa-like. So you kind of get that combo of not just going to a spa, right, you're not, yeah, but you're, you're not going learning to a, right. and growing and connecting with other people. It kind of has all the elements that we're talking about here. Perfect. Um, and then, you know, get, get involved in your community. Like if you can, if you really need something that's very purposeful or meaningful, um, look into tutoring some high school kids or younger children or serving meals at your homeless shelter on a regular basis. All of that is a great way to get out and connect in your community and um, and kind of give back, right? which is a great way to, to be connected. Um, and just the last, I know a lot of people ask me often what I think about supplements. I just have to throw that in because of the 50s. Um, I really feel like, you know, I think I've said this before, if you don't know that you really need to take this supplement, it's just often expensive pee, right? Because you're just peeing them out. Right. Um, And there are certain ways, like there are lots of naturopaths and chiropractors and, um, and osteopaths who are great, will help you figure out where you're deficient and what your needs are. But um, I can tell you what I take. I think I've shared it before. I take this great algae supplement that another trainer friend turned me on to. I get it from BioAge, B-I-O-A-G-E.com, www.bioage.com. And I take the F3. They have all kinds. They're great for athletes, uh, super active people. But algaes have all the amino acids. So it's kind of like a full, you get, it's a, you, it's a full supplement. I don't take a multivitamin or anything. Um, I take this algae supplement. I take the F3. Um, and 
there are other formulas. There's an F2. I have my kids taking the, I think the F2, it's the less expensive one, but, um, it, you know what? It's worked for me. I take a probiotic and not because I just take it as a prevent preventative measure. I put apple cider vinegar in my green smoothie every morning, unfiltered raw, but you can get apple cider vinegar pills. It's just great for your gut health, right? And they, our gut is really, um, we know, so essential to our daily health and um i i take i take apple cider vinegar pills when i travel um i know a lot of people have been using the collagen powders and stuff and i have a big old tub a collagen powder i always forget to put it in my green smoothie you can add it to water or green smoothie right. it doesn't change the taste um but you know what especially if you have joint issues i would try it this is not gonna hurt you at all so try it and see if you have a benefit if you don't mm-hmm. then you don't need to keep taking it but there are lots of different collagen powders and stuff out there but um really i just take the algae supplement and my probiotic and then i take some vitamin c also just for um, immune health makes sense if you really want to know specific vitamins and supplements you need to go to someone who can do a panel for you and really look at that and it's re- it's actually a really good thing to do if you're up for a to go to your doctor to get a physical, ask them to do a blood draw, especially an immunity blood draw, because they'll test your vitamin A, your vitamin D. They'll test all of the um, the vitamins and nutrients that are essential to your immune health. Um, and then you can see. Where right. It's a good baseline. Are. And then if you want to do baseline. other things. You like- have to ask for it, though. They're not going to just do it for you. You have to ask. So ask for the immune panel. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, that's, that's it. That's, uh, there's no magic pill. I wish I could tell you (laughs) that there was a magic pill. There really isn't taking care of yourself. Once again, as I told my classmates that we just need to remind ourselves that we are worthy of taking, being taken care of, and we've got to take care of ourselves. And, and it is, it's not selfish. It's taking care of you gives you what you need to take care of others. So I really encourage you to embrace your health, embrace the small changes. Um, you know, it, it really makes a difference long term. So awesome. Well, that's it for this week. As always, yeah. we'd love it if you subscribe or rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from and share. Yeah. And if you want us to cover a subject or topic you gotta email us to let us know at www.stellafit.com yep all right have a good one